Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now it's census time for our feathered friends. The big garden bird watch is upon us once again and Dan Fletcher of Sustainable St Albans is here to tell us all about it. Dan, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So, no, you're welcome. Big, bug, big Garden Bird Watch back again. What are the dates this year? The, so the dates this year are Saturday the 25th to Monday the 27th of January. So it's always that, that last weekend of, of, of January. Right, OK, so we can yeah. get that into our diaries forever yes. now then. And, and remind us, what is the point? So Big Garden Bird Watch is, is sort of the biggest citizen science um, experiment in some ways or, 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 or data set um, that, that happens in this country. The point of it is to have one point in the year, in the winter, when we measure the number of birds um, visiting our gardens and making use of our bird feeders and, and things like that in order to use that as a barometer for how well different birds are faring and to be able to compare year on year. And by getting everybody to do it all on one day, it also means that, that you can get, get more people involved. And as I said, it's, it's the biggest citizen science, science project of its time. Okay. So, so as you say, it's been, it's been running for a while now. Is this information proving useful? Are we actually doing something useful with it? It, it is proving useful in terms of, of understanding um, which birds are doing well and which, which ones aren't, and then measures can be put in place to, to try to, to help those that, that are doing less well. Um, it's, it is that sort of information is used in, in um, looking at developments that, that, uh, that, that organisations might want to make, um, build, building lands and things like that. Um, it's also useful in terms of understanding um, the, the health of some of the different species that visit our gardens and what can be done to to um, help some of the problems that, that have happened in recent years among greenfinches, for example, and, and uh, oh, right. a virus that, 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 that they had, which some of which may have come from bird feeders. Oh, right. OK, yeah, th- no, that's right. And then there was, lots of, there was a big push on making yeah. sure that your bird feeders were nice and clean. So, Indeed, yeah. so it's, all, it's all really important stuff then, isn't it? So, OK, we want to take part and help with this really important citizen science what do we have to do? So the, the RSBB try and keep it as simple as possible. And um, it's essentially it's one hour during that, that weekend that, that I mentioned. So you don't have to watch your garden the whole weekend. Just, okay. just pick one hour um, and just use that one hour to, to look at the birds that are coming into your garden and um, to count the maximum number of any bird that, that, that you see during that time. So you may see a robin um, a, a number of times come in and out of the garden, but if you've only seen one at a time, then you count one. If you see two or three together, then, then you would count two or, or, or okay. three. And, and I was reading it actually has to land in your garden, so that I've had years when I've just sort of sat there and nothing's landed in my garden, but I have seen a couple of pigeons flying past, and they've made their way onto my sheet. No, those it, don't it, belong. It, I mean, you, you need to define what your recording area is and, and, and tell the RSPB what you're recording on, but uh, it, you probably do need to be really reasonably strict. Right. And no result is still a result. So right. if you don't see any birds at all, it would, would be disappointing. But that does provide some information that, 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 that is useful oh, as well. Well, well, well that's, that, that's reassuring then. So do you need to have a garden for this or, or could you sort of watch in the park or something like that? So that's right. The, the 
the RSBB do do um, do have people watching in parks. They have school children doing this, looking at birds in, in, in coming to feed us in, in schools. As I said, you, you define the area that you're looking at. It needs to be garden-like, but right. um, uh, but it doesn't have to be your garden or, or a garden, a, a park will do. Lovely. Okay, then now, um, you've said that children could do this or whatever. Do you need to know your birds? I mean, you know, I know a few birds, but not all of them. So most of the birds that, that come to gardens are, are, are reasonably familiar. The RSBB produce guides um, for Big Garden Bird Watch, which you can get on their website. Um, and you can you can download a recording sheet which has a nice little picture of the, of the birds that you're looking for. Right. But often for thrushes or, or robins or blue tits, great tits, they're reasonably familiar and not too tricky to identify. Okay, but but you've got that, that as you say, that the sheet's yeah. there so that even yeah. if you don't know any birds, then you can identify those. Yeah. That's and, and if you get a bird in your garden that you can't identify, you can record it as that as well. So right. that shouldn't put, put people off from trying. Okay. Um, well, and hopefully you'd learn a bit about them as well, wouldn't yeah. you? If you yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Now you've you've mentioned downloading, whatever. Do you have to be online to do this, or or can you do this, you know, in paper form? Um, def- definitely, you can you can you can do it on paper. You the, the easiest way to get the information is to go to the RSPB's website, right? Um, and you can log in. You you can sign up to to take part in the Big Garden Bird Watch. You can fill in the information online, but you can also request a recording sheet, which they will send to you. And, and then you can fill it in on paper and post it back to them. Okay. All, all sorts of ways that ways are possible. Right. Okay. So there should be something for everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I'm just thinking: Have there been any interesting sightings around St Albans recently? Something you know interesting that we might want to spot? Um, so, in some ways, it's been reasonably quiet. I suppose uh, over this winter, it hasn't been a particularly harsh winter. No. So, um, the sorts of winter rarities that turn up, the things like waxwings, for example, are, are fairly thin on the ground in the, in the UK in general, um, or even bramblings, uh, which is a, a type of a northern chaffinch, um, that that hasn't really been seen very much much in the county. Um, so, in some ways, that that's a, a, a perhaps a little bit disappointing. Um, and there there aren't loads of even the the winter thrushes, the the red wings and the no. field fairs, which we sometimes get. Uh, um, we do get in in the winter time, and sometimes get in the gardens yeah. in the in the in the colder periods. So I, I sometimes get a lovely little flock of them on my on my tree with lots of berries on, yes. and they sort of spend a couple of days picking their way down there. And uh, yes, they will do. Yeah. No, I haven't seen them yeah. at all this year. So, if, if by the end of January things may may be a little bit colder. Um, so that's something to, to yeah, you don't know what the weather right. will bring. Um, and uh, it's always good to, to keep an eye out for things. And as I said, even if you don't see very many things, that is still data which, which can be used and, and is useful. OK. Now, um, as you say, it is a little bit more exciting if you do see things in your garden. So um, anything in particular we should do to anything particularly we should put in the bird feeder of Prips if we want to attract birds to our gardens? So the sorts of... Traditional bird feeders, a, a, a bird food is very popular, peanuts, um, seeds of different sorts um, and different types of seeds attract. Nigella seeds, for example, are very attractive to goldfinches. Yep. Um, and um, fat can also be something that, that, that people, fat balls, are, are fairly popular. And in the wintertime, particularly, those, those are useful. There's some evidence that they're less helpful for birds during the breeding season, but, uh, but during the winter, it seems to be a, okay. a good thing to put out. Um, putting out fruit as well may be something that uh, bits of apples attract uh, some of those thrushes that I mentioned. Some mm. people... St- cut an apple in half and skewer it onto a onto a, a, a twig on on a hedge and then somewhere wherever a blackbird can come and, and uh, peck at the apple and, and, and use that that's 
and not done all over the place. So if you do that, that might attract blackbirds mm. or thrushes like field fairs or red wings. Brilliant. Those sounds like good tips. Um, so I was just also thinking, now in my garden I spotted three robins, yes. which um, I, I believe can only mean there's a bit of a love triangle going on there. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking, it, it's kind of nest box time of year, isn't it? Should we be thinking about putting nest boxes up? Well, the breeding season isn't far away, and, and, and with a mild winter, it, it possibly starts a little bit sooner than, than the normal anyway. Birds are starting to sing and to attract uh, or to attract mates. Um, it's not a bad time to put up bird boxes, um, and they may, may or may not get used this year, but if you put them up, then hopefully they'll be used at some point. Yep. And uh, the RSBB St Albans Group um, are actually supporting the Incredible Edible um, project in St Albans at uh, Russell Avenue and at, outside the council offices and over the, the Big Garden Birdwatch we're going to be putting up a couple of bird boxes at each site um, just to, to help to attract birds to, to nest at, at, at those those areas um, and uh, to encourage people to think about the Big Garden Birdwatch as well. Yeah. You, could, you could watch the birds at those uh, incredible edible areas. Um, they're, they're garden-like, so, so those would work yeah. as, as much as any other area. Not a bad idea at all. Well, fingers crossed, lots of people join in. It's a lovely thing to do. Dan, thank you very much indeed for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. Now, if bird-watching isn't your thing, then, well, perhaps film-watching is. St Albans Greenpeace's Gem Silverstone joined me to talk about a film that they've got coming up at the Odyssey. Gem, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So you've got a busy month coming up. What will you be campaigning on with Greenpeace this year? Well, as usual with Greenpeace, it's, um, it's a box of chocolates. So there's, there's lots of stuff coming up. Um, we're going to be focusing our activity in the first part of the year very much on forests and oceans. Uh, the forest activity, obviously, is um, there's been a heightened awareness about the fires in the Amazon and so on. So we're going to be looking at that. But we're also going to be looking very much at the um, the oceans campaign with a view to getting our government to put pressure on other governments to take up the um, uh, the ocean sanctuaries option that is is on the table for them at the moment so not much ocean around here but this will be campaigning with our politicians and things uh it's it's really trying to get people involved ordinary people involved and getting ordinary people to put pressure on the politicians and saying this is something that we want we need and hoping that the politicians will in turn do their bit Okay, fingers crossed for that. Hmm. Okay then, so um, you've got the film 2040 at the Odyssey on Monday the 27th of January. What's the film about? The film is an imagination of what the future could look like if we do it right. Right. So it's, I hope, a very positive spin on things. We've all seen uh, Blue Planet and we've seen Plastic Oceans and we've seen the horrors of the fires and the floods and... Um, all, all the terrible stuff that's happening to our planet at the moment. But we really wanted to try to put a positive spin on things and say, OK, what could we do and how could this planet be and how can we sustain it for future generations? All oh, right, OK. So that sounds that sounds quite a, a nice, upbeat thing to start the year with. Um, now, you, you've also not just got the film, but you've got a panel discussion afterwards. I mean, I'm delighted that you've asked me to be part of it, which is lovely. But you've got some, some fabulous and really quite powerful St Albans people there. Who have you got coming along? there. Well, I'm, I'm delighted that you said yes to our invitation to be on there because you're one of those powerful and influ- influential St Albans people. Well, I'm flattered um, and, to be and asked, we do Jeremy. Have, we do have, we're really lucky, actually, that we've got a great panel of people 
Um, we've got Daisy Cooper, who of course is the new MP yes. for St Albans. We've also got Simon Grover, who is the Green Party's um, candidate at the last election. We've got Chris White, who heads up the council. We've also got a number of volunteer organisations. So um, I know you're going to be representing Friends of the Earth as Indeed. well as uh, Radio Verulam and the media side of things. But yeah. we've also got Gail Jackson, who will be here in her capacity as a trustee of Sustainable St Albans Festival. Um, we've got Paul Cherry from the Hearts Agricultural Society, who's a specialist in um, ensuring that we manage our carbon footprint properly. So it's going to be really interesting to hear from them. Yeah. We've got Shirley Waterhouse, who is a, a Greenpeace speaker. And we've got uh, Vin Gibbons, who is from Extinction Rebellion. And um, I think that's that's about as well, many as we can get on stage. That is that is that is an extensive and very interesting selection of people, actually. So, so what kind of things do you think they will be discussing? Well, um, I, I hope to be kind of steering them in the direction of a couple of things. So, we've we, we've roughly divided the panel into uh, into two constituent parts. So there are elected representatives in the form of Daisy and Simon and um, and Chris. And we're going to be asking them what they're pledging to do in the coming years. Right. And, and we may challenge that. And then we're going to ask the volunteers what else we as individuals can be doing to make a difference. And uh, we're not going to be beating people around the head and say you must all become vegans and you must all stop using all plastics and must all stop doing all air travel um, because I think we have to be realistic about what people want in their lives. But yeah. I think if we all do a little bit, it's likely to be enough. And doing a little bit is better than doing nothing, isn't it? It certainly is. And, we, and really that's the purpose of this event. We wanted... Um, a, to take a lead on the environmental issue within St Albans um, and the Greenpeace group is, is growing quickly and we're getting a lot of good engagement from the local population. But we also wanted to, to make it a really positive thing. We're talking to schools at the moment about introducing vegetarian meals at least one day a week within the schools. Um, we've already had the Plastic Free St Albans um, campaign that I know has been spoken about on this program. So yeah. there are some initiatives w that we want to try to introduce that make a real difference. Right. OK. That sounds fantastic. Now, you're also going to have in the foyer at the Odyssey um, the Ocean Experience Exhibition. What, what Briefly, what's that about? So the Ocean Experience is um, picking up on a campaign that Greenpeace has been running for some while now. And its focus at the moment is a Greenpeace ship that has been sailing from pole to pole, doing a number of scientific experiments to assess the health of our oceans, but also raising awareness uh, on its journey of the issues. In particular, we want to heighten awareness of the fact that there is a global ocean treaty up for grabs. Now, this is, this is something we, we've been fighting for for some time. We want all of the countries of the world to come together and declare an ocean sanctuary in the southern oceans in the Antarctic. And this will protect um, the fishing rights within that area. It will protect, for example, the population of krill, and if, if we don't protect that krill population, 
then it filters right through the food chain yeah. and, and we end up uh, with, with massive losses throughout that food chain. So it's really important that we do protect our oceans. Right. And we have these areas. We have lots of them on land, but very few of them at sea. Okay, so that sounds like a that sounds like an interesting exhibition and uh, a, a great campaign. Yeah, there'll be there'll be lots of photographs and um, information about that ocean okay. treaty. So, if people want to find out a bit more about Greenpeace St Albans, where do they look? Well, they can go just if they search online for Greenpeace St Albans, it will take you to the Greenpeace St Albans webpage. They can sign up there for further information and, and for alerts and information on all of our activities and our regular monthly meetings. Okay, and, and when is your next m- monthly meeting? Uh, so our next monthly meeting is on the 3rd of February at the Six Bells. Uh, down near the Waffle House, people will know, I guess, oh, yes, where that indeed. is. Yeah. Um, and so do come along at 7.30. We'd love to see you there. There's lots of exciting stuff going on at the moment. And uh, we'll tell you how you can get involved. You can meet like, like-minded people uh, and learn how you can make a difference. Brilliant. Jem, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And I was talking there to Jem from St Albans Greenpeace. Now, I'll be back at the same time next week. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>